to Activity Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. In this week's episode, we're getting out and about and conducting our very own nature survey. There's that, plus we hear all about the awesome poetry competition that's opened up called Wildverse. And there are events from across the country. So, my name's Bex, and every episode of Activity Quest starts with a fun kids presenter doing something awesome. Today, we're going to be nature scientists and conduct a nature survey. A nature survey looks at a certain area, so we can find out more about the animals living in that area, their habitats, and an area's biodiversity. Biodiversity, pretty big word, right? Basically means all variety of living things in an area. And when you look at an area, you might not think, that looks like it's got a lot of life in it, but the more closely you look, you could be surprised. The bush you can see out your window could be home to flies, caterpillars and mice. Today, we're going to conduct a nature survey to look at the biodiversity of an area in a local park. And we've got a question to answer. True or false? A woodlouse is an insect. I'll reveal what type of animals they are very shortly. I'm going to try and find a woodlouse during my nature survey in my local park today. Now, I've gone for this area under a tree to conduct my nature survey, and I'm using a measuring tape to mark out a square that is 30 centimetres on each side. By looking at a small area in detail, I can make some predictions about the biodiversity of an entire area. Now I'm going to draw and take notes on what I've found. For example, the soil is dark brown and damp, and there's this red dead leaf that I'm going to draw around and colour in with some colouring pencils. If I move this rock, I can count three earwigs and a wiggly worm. I'm going to draw the worm and see if when I get home, I can use Google to look up what type of worm it is. I love using Google to help me on my kind of nature surveys because you can find out so much information that you might not already know. You can also use a book from the library as well. So I'm drawing everything that I can find in this area on some colouring paper. So if you do want to give this a go, you can use a colouring pad or you could even draw it on an iPad. Now, you want to count what living things there are. So I can count four living things and seven non-living things, including things like a stick, a rock and some leaves. When you try this, remember to check for creepy crawlies hiding under things like big logs and rocks. So if I move this log, I can see there are some wood lice, which is exactly what I was hoping to find. I'm just trying to get one on my finger so I can look at it more closely. As I said earlier, the wood lice aren't actually insects. So I've got this one on my finger, and if I look at it really closely, um, and if you find any wood lice, try and do this as well. Count the number of sections on its body. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven body segments. It kind of looks like armour. And each segment has a pair of legs. The wood lice actually belong to a family of animals called crustaceans. Do you think you know any other animals that are crustaceans? We normally think about crustaceans being sea creatures like prawns and crabs. And actually, it is quite unusual to find crustaceans that spend their whole life on land like woodlice. Even though they live on land, just like their relatives in the sea, they don't have waxy body coverings, so they dry out really easily. 
This is why you can find them under damp rocks. I'm going to put this little woodlouse back under the rock where I found it. Woodlice love to eat dead wood and leaves, making them like little recyclers on the forest floors. It's really incredible to think about the role different animals and plants have in the biodiversity and harmony of our woodland floors. And if you come back to the same area, maybe after a month or after a season, you'll see different things in different areas. Now, in my little notepad, I've drawn some pictures of what I've seen. I'm going to now write down what I can see, hear, smell and feel. It's great to take a moment to connect with all the senses and not just think about what we can see, but also the other things. For example, I can hear birds, but I can't always see them. I can smell flowers, I can smell wild garlic. All these things are really important when we're learning about a new area. Some questions you might want to ask yourself when you conduct your nature survey is what things were put here by humans and what things are from nature? Sometimes it's a little bit of both. You might find a piece of wood that is part of a fence that was put here by humans with a little mushroom growing off it. So even though the fence was put here by humans, the mushrooms are part of nature. Unfortunately, some things put here by humans aren't very good. I've seen a few crisp packets in my nature survey square, so I'm going to make sure I put them in the bin because it's not very good for the environment. I've made a note of the area I've investigated, so I can come back in a few months and see if it has changed. If you want to compare the biodiversity of two different areas, you can repeat this experiment in a new area. I'm going to conduct a nature survey on some grass on a nearby field. Do you think I will find more or less biodiversity in this area? More, I reckon. Definitely more. Now remember, whatever you get up to, whether it's conducting a nature survey or something else entirely, we want to know. Share your results with us. You can leave us a five-star review wherever it is you're listening to this or get in touch at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. In a bit, I'm going to be telling you all about an awesome competition to do with nature, so I do hope all of that nature-looking has inspired you. But first, let's find out what's happening across the UK. Dudley Zoo and Castle is an awesome place to discover the world's rarest animals. Learn about Sumatran tigers, lions, Asiatic bears, chimpanzees and many more. The zoo's 40 acres are nearly 80 years old. That's almost as old as me. In fact, almost 1,300 species call the 11th century castle ruins a home. Explore Lima Wood and make some new furry friends at Down on the Farm. You can even go ghost hunting. Enjoy daily talks and feeds with the animals and learn interesting facts too. At DudleyZoo.org.uk to find out more. Fantastic family outdoor adventure awaits at Greenwood Family Park, voted the best family attraction in North Wales. Packed full of quirky thrill rides, activities, playground areas and much more, you won't leave disappointed. Nestled beneath the trees of Snowdonia's National Park, it's a forest adventure park for toddlers and grown-ups to enjoy. From roller coasting to splashing and mega crafting, you will never run out of things to do. There's even Splashdown, which is the UK's first solar-powered water slide. Greenwoodfamilypark.co.uk is the place to find out more about that one. And hands up if you like soft play. 
I thought so. Then you'll love Soft Play City. It's in Wellin, a bright, clean and spacious centre where you can play safely with your friends whilst the adults catch up over a coffee. There's no time limit on play sessions, so you can stay all day long. There are also weekly create and play art and craft sessions. They take place every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday and are included in the price of entry. The centre has dedicated age zones and you can even have a party there. It's called Soft Play City. The place to find out more is campuswest.co.uk. And the latest issue of Girl Talk magazine is full of fab ideas to make sure you have the best weekend ever. Whether you want a relaxing, pampering sesh with a fruity face mask or would prefer to get your brain ticking with some perfect puzzles, Girl Talk's got you covered. Meet their brand new Gamer Girls cartoon and join all the fun and exciting adventures they're going on along the way. Girl Talk magazine. Find it on newsstands right now. Thanks, Adam. Now, I promised to tell you all about an awesome competition to do with nature. That competition is called Wildverse, and we do it every year on Fun Kids. If you've got a way with words and a passion for nature, it's perfect for you. We are giving you the chance to share your lyrical talent within the pages of RSPB's magazines. Now, the RSPB is the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds. All you've got to do to enter Wildverse is write and perform a poem inspired by the great outdoors. This year's topic is What Would Nature Say? You could write about your favourite animal, insect, flower or special place. Maybe where you did your nature survey. Let your creativity flow and write a poem as long or short as you like. It can be in any style and don't you worry, it doesn't have to rhyme. We're going to be judging all of the entries and the best will be published in the RSPB's magazines and you'll also be read on Fun Kids later this year. Each winner will also get an RSPB gift card worth £50. Pretty cool. Uh, You can enter right now at funkidslive.com and I'm tempted to give it a go myself. Here we go. Roses are red. Some good news for you. We're at the end of the show. Go get outside too. Pretty happy with that, yeah. And remember, there's loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to anytime. If you're after some more suggestions, just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you fancy. Whatever you do and however you do it, tell us at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. And remember to rate, review and follow this podcast wherever it is you're listening to it. I'm Bex, and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app, and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids, every weekday from 4pm. See ya! Um, it's got some amazingly pink and white flowers. The leaves look quite kind of, like, um, kind of furry, you know what I mean? It's a warm spring day in late March, and ever since the leaves have started to come out, Roby Joe has been wondering why some trees lose their leaves and some don't, and also, like, how the trees know when it's time to shed their leaves. To find out, join us on the Conversations Curious Kids, wherever you get your podcasts.